0: You're listening to Songbirding Under 5kHz, a modified version of the Songbirding podcast for listeners with high frequency hearing loss. The snowbunting is a small white arctic songbird that is most typically observed in the winter in large open areas of snow such as farm fields and prairies. This species is most typically seen in its wintering territory, in flocks that can range from the dozens to the thousands, seeking seeds to sustain them until they return to their breeding territories in spring. It's mid-February, and I'm on a quiet dirt road in Haldeman County, Ontario, at a location where these birds are typically banded for scientific studies. There may not be much song this time of year from the species, but if you listen carefully, there are quite a few bubbly vocalizations. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding. Duxbury Road, Altamont County. I some flocks of snow buntings here. So I got about seven of them on the wire, hydro wire here and a small flock around a what looks to be a feeding station so this is probably from the snow bunting network who's doing banding this area we've set out some feed so they can trap the birds put bands on them and release them band them so they can track where they're going. Also some horn larks here too. They seem to be fairly active eating. They're not very talkative. Come mm-hmm. There we go. There's the flock on the move. Two to three hundred, maybe four hundred snow buntings. Look at this rattle sound they make, one of the calls. It's also the Sioux call that is the um, horned larks. They're on the move again. Oh, another flock is joining, another 100 or so. So snow buntings fly down from the arctic each winter. They tend to stay in areas with lots of snow though. They prefer the snow. I know from having participated in some of the banding here before that uh, they are so tolerant to the cold that they actually overheat if they get into temperatures above say 10 to 15 degrees. I like around 20 degrees celsius they go into shock. Something like that. So they are very much bred for the cold. In fact they like to at night sleep inside the snow apparently. They burrow into the snow and uh, stay as a group inside the snow. There's a horn mark. That's you call another one. It's a sheep nearby in a barn. Here is a common ripple. Didn't expect that. More crows. Actually, a flock of about sixty crows near here. What I'm seeing in a field uh, about one farm over from here this area, I'm in mean Haldeman County, it is mostly farm area. There are some forested spots but not much urban area. Pretty much a grid pattern of roads with lots of farms, mostly flat. There's some snow bunting calls. So this is their wintering territory. Here's one. Lot of rattling. So I don't think I'm gonna hear any of them sing because they're not on breeding territory, they're on wintering territory. And yeah, they come south not to avoid the uh, snow, but to actually um, find snow where there's also seed. So you look for them in uh, mostly flat fields. Can be some hills though too, but they like flat because they can see all around them. And the flock can, uh, can avoid predators. You can also find them on roadsides, because they uh, like the road salts. And they come in flocks that can be, you know, small, 20-30, but usually, I find the average flock 200-300 to 300 usually. But they can get up to thousands in a flock. But uh, they prefer fields that are going to have lots of seeds for them to dig up. I'm not going to find them in like cash crop fields. It'd be more like um, wildflower uh, fields that have run wild and I'd um, oh, say wheat, oats, those kinds of things, barley. They do like corn but corn fields mm, not necessarily because usually there's not much actual corn left after harvest. But, um, I'm presuming they're probably feeding on some corn that was left for them here. not going to get close enough to see. Yeah, finding them often is a case of driving around in the countryside like this. Oh, there's a couple of them on the road right in front of me here. I don't have my binoculars, so I think, because I'm using my directional mic. I think those are horn marks in front of me. It's got at least one curious snow bunting coming closer to me. It's not saying anything. Okay, flock just got spooked or something. Flying up and around. It's a little buzz sound. So horned larks like to mix in with them. Although they're not great at flying in pattern with them. And there's a really buzzy one. Lapland longspurs also hang out with them. They're a little more uncommon around here. But I'm not hearing any. This one's really buzzing well. Oh, he's joining the flock. So my little feeding station is empty right now. I'm going to continue up the road a bit. I see a bunch hanging out in a, I think it's a pine tree. Yeah, they do, from time to time. Perch somewhere. They're not averse to it, they just don't do it very often. Same with the horn larks. Oh. Flock going overhead. Small group of seven like they're going to join the other flock in the tree maybe no they're flying by oh going to a different tree which is also nearby deciduous tree with no leaves oh there are red poles mixed in interesting so it's a choo-choo Choo-choo-choo-choo, whatever you want to call it. Call is the red pool is mixed in. But yeah, all this bubbly, rattly sounds are the snow buntings. snow bunting still sitting in the tree up there. Some crows around. You might be able to hear some barnyard animals too. they seem to be just resting in the tree, making a lot of bubbly sounds. We're getting a brief bit of sunlight. I wonder if the sun will inspire any of them to sing. Oh, here we go. A few of them flying over. Heading back to the feeding station. gonna head back that way. So yeah finding snow buntings on your own uh, probably helps to check eBird and things like that to see what some common spots are for them but if you're looking around um, and you've got access to a car you're probably gonna need access to a car um, for this. Generally, places that have snow buntings are out of the reach of public transit. Maybe not everywhere, but most places. But, you're going to want, probably, to have a second person with you, so one person drives the other person looks for the birds, but if you're on your own driving like I was today, um, they can be pretty obvious when they're alongside the road, or if you just know locations like I do, where they... Pretty much return to every year. Of course, it's not always 100% consistent because farmers change their crops. There we go. A little more on the move again. Oh, another 50 or 60 just came in. Yeah, so as crop rotations happen, that can change where your snow buntings are going. A couple of years ago it was discovered that uh, at least the ones in southern Ontario are pretty much constantly in migration. Oh, me move again. So they're pretty much constantly in migration, in the sense that they can, in a given week, move around by tens or even maybe hundreds of miles, depending on how much effort they put into it. But I'm hearing Red Bull again. But they found on several that were banded with uh, GPS trackers. That, yeah, they were going pretty far, way farther than people thought, um, on a day-to-day basis. You know, one day they might stay one place for a bit, get some food, but then the next day they might fly 40 miles to a completely different county and, uh, feed there, and then maybe they'll return back to where they were first, uh, tagged later, it just, um, they move around a lot. Move around a lot and a lot further than people expected them to in the winter. So they are probably for the lack of a better term, nomadic come winter. So while this is like snow bunting ter- wintering territory here, uh, the actual flock that's here may not be the same throughout the winter it may just be different flocks coming in uh, I don't know that they know whether the flocks split up stay together as one group merge etc be nice if uh, there was longspur spur here I could pick them out for sounds but I don't think there are so I've got maybe 50 to 70 of them in front of me right now. The larger flock has gone somewhere else. Group of 3 to 400. There comes a few more coming in. So they're not too unfriendly to people. And this group is I wanna say 40, 50 feet away. They're not gonna let me get much closer than this though, I don't think. Oh, here comes another 70 or so. Very quietly flying in. I thought I was hearing a raven but no. Oh! There is red poles. Guess a couple are mixing in with the snow buntings. Times the year we get them here is um between late October to uh uh probably mid to late March at the latest can't imagine them staying till April unless it stays really cold so another place if you do want to catch some but uh and see them but maybe not see them feeding is along lake shores during migration time Uh, Around here, you can go to Lake Shore of Lake Ontario during migration and they'll follow the shore when they're migrating. You'll get to hear them. You can hear, listen for this rattle sound. This bubbly rattle. Also I find during later in February into March Always hearing horned larks flying overhead. They migrate as well during that time. Usually solo or a couple of birds at a time though. But their little sew kinda call can be heard during migration. And that could be anywhere. That doesn't have to be along the shoreline. Got some roosters in the background. hoping the larger snow bunting flock would come back. It looks like I just have this about maybe 100 or so to 130, 140. So if you're ever doing Christmas bird count and you've got a bunch of snow buntings and you need to count them, my trick for it is grab your camera, wait until time when most of them are in flight, get a photograph with them all in frame, doesn't matter how small they are, and uh, later on do some counting, pull up the photo on your computer, you can count one by one, I mean do it a couple times and average it out, or just you know do it in groups of 10s or something, and then maybe groups of 50s, it depends on how many, but as long as you can get dots to represent each bird. You can make pretty decent counts of them that way. So if you're ever in a rush, a Christmas bird count and, you know, the bird, the flocks move fast, it's hard to estimate them. Oh, here comes the flock. Maybe another hundred or so. A dozen up to a couple hundred here, at least two to three hundred. There's definitely a red pull or two in here. Although there's also some other calls that are similar to Red Pull, but it isn't Red Pull. Little cheat cheat sounds are making. Oh, something spooked him. So during this time of year, the snow buntings, while predominantly white, have a lot of brown and a little bit of black on them. Uh, But uh, they start more brownish at the beginning of the winter, and it fades out more and more as it goes through the winter as the feathers wear down. And then by the time they're back on territory in the Arctic, which would be neat if someday I could record that, but that'll be a while. By the time they're back up there, they are really just black and white at that point. They're out flying again. A couple of them are landing on the pole up here. A crow in the background. And a rooster crowing in the background, too. Someone buzzing right in front of me. Up on a wire. That's the snow bunting. A little pute. And some buzzes. It's a flock of I don't know 70 or so crows nearby here too. To find. They love this road as well, I don't know why. I mean, I would understand if they were taking over the snowbunting feeding station, but they're not. Most so of them are landing on the wire now. As you can hear in the background, there's a somewhat busy road here as well. To do these recordings, I need to find a quiet back road that has snow bunting, so this is about the best I can do right now. This is a dirt road, so not much traffic. I think I've been here maybe half an hour now. One truck, that was it. another flock over my head. Oh this is a big one. I think I've got 400 here again. I've got one snow bunting about, oh now three, four, five on the road eating road salts presumably or maybe maybe just some pebbles. They use it to grind up their food in their uh, poaches. So sometimes these kinds of birds will, oh, a whole bunch of them come on the road now, and they're all deciding it's time to get some salts and pebbles. Oh, That poof sound was them taking off from there. They grab food into this kind of front pouch they have called the crop that's where they store a lot of the food that they quote-unquote eat kind of store it there for breaking it down and for eating it later they'll regurgitate and swallow it later but when it sits in the crop I know other birds do this I presume snow buntings also do this that they can use that as a place to grind the food up as a replacement for chewing so they need a pebble or two in there to do it also like all animals they like salt in their diet so road salts are so useful so I have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30, 30 40. There's no Snowbunting's on a wire here. As you can hear, they're somewhat conversational. But I doubt you would think this is 43 birds if you're listening to this. You'd probably think it's four or five. They don't all talk. I believe Now we're down to about 11 birds on the wire. Here's another flock of about 12. Alright. Well, I'm certain... Larger flock will be back soon. I think I'll wrap it up here with this couple dozen or so birds on the wire and the feeding station. Songbirding on Territory was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter. With cover art and logo design by Lauren Helton, and creative commons music from REW,